Hey, um, we're back for episode two of the Not So Best Friends podcast. Slay. Yeah. Um, The reception after the first one was really great, and uh, we are looking to um, upload our bonus episode sometime, but we're just not sure how we're going to do that. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. We honestly thought we would have like three listeners, like me having one listen, Nate having one listen, and then maybe like one of our moms, but then we have like a good amount. So thank you guys so much. Yeah, and um, for those who may have noticed, um, we now have a little intro song courtesy of my little sister. So shout outs to Audrey Cho and her friend. Yes, Audrey, thank Ooh. you. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nahi, why don't you um, tell the listeners what you've been up to since it's been a little bit? Bro, I I literally had the flu. I had the fucking influenza. I had it for like a week and... I was like thinking about this podcast, believe it or not, because I was like, oh my gosh, I sound like so disgusting and how am I going to record this with Nate because he always sounds good. And um, yeah, I just like was sitting on my deathbed. I didn't go to work, which is so nice. I lost like five pounds. I gained it all back this morning and dim some, but um, I literally had COVID and the flu like back to back and I swear I'm like radioactive or I have like superpowers or something because I feel really good now, but yo that sucked like please get your flu shot (laughs) glad to hear you're better though um yeah i also was a little bit busy it's kind of why we had to do an extended break um Mm -hmm. i had like a big jujitsu tournament that just finished up and um yeah before that now he was sick so we couldn't really coordinate but we do want to release these like once a week that's the goal Mm -hmm. yeah missed you guys though yeah we did we did um Let's just get started into what we wanted to talk about this week. And our theme for the episode is boys versus girls. Um, So about a month ago, I sent Nahi this TikTok that I saw. And it was this girl breaking down like the difference between like having guy friends and girlfriends. And she talked about how, you know, a lot of guys will choose. And I think the TikTok was more centered around romantic relationships. This is from a, a woman who was bi. And she was saying that a lot of the guys she's been in relationships with, like they chose her because they had something in common. And so that's why you'll see a lot of like gamer guys who want a gamer girlfriend or mm-hmm. like, you know, um, a sports guy who wants like a sports girlfriend who can watch sports with him or something like that. And guys, I think even when it comes to their friends, I was telling Nahi, I feel like that's really common, you know, like a guy wants somebody where they have something in common with mm-hmm. um, and something like tangible to talk about whereas i feel like with girls and what this girl mentioned in her tiktok was that um a lot of the women that she you know was in a romantic relationship with they didn't have to have anything in common really a lot of the relationship was centered around them just trying to get to know each other Mm -hmm. and in my personal experience um i really agree with that whether it's my relationships romantically or my friendships as well you know like i feel like a lot of my friends tend to be centered around the things that I do in our shared common interests but like mm-hmm. the women friends in my life they we really could be coming from like all walks of life and we kind of just I feel like our conversations center more around us like sharing our lives with each other mm-hmm. yeah I totally agree with you and that tiktoker as well 
Um, but I guess like in a sense though, it's the same on both aspects. I feel like for girls as well, at least for girls who are straight, um, I think it's also really important in their relationship to find like shared interests. Um, but that is interesting that she did it from a standpoint of like being a woman, like dating another woman. Because obviously you want to find someone that you have like similar interests with or like a common like socializing point and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would, I feel like that's kind of like um, natural to be kind of like, or gravitate more towards somebody who has that common interest in you. Like, I'm sure you would love it if like your girlfriend or your partner kind of was into like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, no? Um. Actually, personally, no. Oh, <laughs> I, never mind. Yeah, um, I just like at least for me, I just feel like that's kind of like my space, mm. and so I really wouldn't want that to be invaded by somebody. Like when I am in a relationship, I do enjoy spending time with them, but at the same time, I also appreciate having my own like little—I don't know what the word is—like alone Nathaniel yeah. space, you know? Yeah. Oh, I guess like you, yeah. Mm. Then you would apply for that TikTok. Then I don't know. I for me, um, I think. Because I'm the type of person that is so um, geared towards, like, my partner um, being, like, my best friend that I would want to do, like, everything with them or, like, have a lot of, like, common interests. Like, I love, like, the movies or, like, binging TV shows. Like, I would love to do that with them. Like, I don't think I would like to do anything alone. I think that's why we're different. Um, Because I think you value your independence and your, like, your solo time. But for me, not that I have to do everything with my boyfriend, but I think a lot of activities I would like to do with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I can't wait for you to get your first boyfriend because if you end up being like, oh, he's so tap that bad, like leave me alone. <laughs> that would be just so fucking funny because I'm going to have to like replay you this episode if that happens. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, again, like for the listeners, especially like everything I say, really, really take it with a grain of salt because this is really coming from somebody who's never shared any like personal space or shared like like similar thoughts within like a, a like a small vicinity with somebody so yes yeah you can use all this as like evidence against me though Nate <laughs> um i feel like i so i'm the oldest of 5 and i also have two brothers and two sisters right and i do feel like that dynamic holds true like i feel like with my sisters they are really like i feel like our conversations are about like sharing our lives whereas mm-hmm. i feel like with my brothers it's kind of hard to have a like a long conversation with them because we don't have a lot of common interests. And then mm. when I do try to ask them about their lives, they give me really brief answers. You know, if I ask them like, yeah. how are you doing? It's always like fine or okay, you know, and they don't really care to elaborate or go any deeper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, mean, I guess I'm like pretty similar like that with my brother as well. I'm only one of two. I have a younger brother, but then I live in a house full of all my cousins on both sides of the family. And it's, I guess it's like pretty much the same thing. Yeah, so I, I get what you mean, though. Yeah. Um, so the other thing we wanted to kind of talk about was, um, can you have a girl best friend? Or I guess if you're – so if you're a guy, can you have a girl best friend when you're in a relationship if you're straight? Or, you know, if you're a girl and you're straight, can you have a guy best friend? And mm-hmm. obviously it applies for um, whether you're straight or not. But can you have, like, a – best friend who's of the gender of your romantic interest you know yes 
So again, never been in a relationship, but I think based off of like my friends and like my family members who's had issues in the past with their significant other having like the opposite gender best friend has always 100% been an issue. And, you know, I, I did see like a, like a YouTube video about some influencers talking about this like a couple months ago. And I kind of sided with the guys and I was like, oh yeah, like that's, that's crazy. Like how can your guy best friend not have a girl best friend? I'm like, that's not fair kind of thing. But then I was kind of looking at it through the perspective of like being the girlfriend and I was like, oh yeah, I think that would actually like upset me or bother me. Um, there was like this one TikToker, um, her name is Caitlin and she always used to make these videos about like, like POV videos, like your, it's your husband's like best friend, like giving the best man speech at the wedding and I would yeah, crack up those. at those. And I was like, you know, that's a very real like human being, like there's tons of those kinds of girls. So for me, my answer would be no. I don't think a guy could have a girl best friend while in a relationship because, or I guess my main thing was like men and women can only be friends when the woman like dictates the friendship. Because based off of my friends, I think it's coming from a place where they're like, oh, my boyfriend has liked their girl best friend at one point, right? Or they've had like romantic feelings for them at some point in their duration of their friendship. Um, And I don't think it's to say like guys cannot, like never, but I think it kind of depends on the circumstance and maybe if it's like, I don't know, it's hard to say like even with a childhood best friend because you never really know like what that person or your partner is thinking, you know, whether it was in the past or now. And like, I don't want that to come off as like, oh, I'm insecure about myself and that's why my boyfriend can't have a best friend. It's more of like certain boundaries and if you don't feel threatened almost by that other best friend, does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm hearing you. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, well, first, one thing I want to say, if anyone out there like has some kind of issue with their current significant other and it is like some situation where you tell them you're uncomfortable and then they're making you feel like you're being insecure. That's mm-hmm. gaslighting. That's like textbook gaslighting and yep. you should check them on that and you should catch them. But Nahi, question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you were in a relationship and mm-hmm. your boyfriend has a childhood best friend who is a girl mm-hmm. and like let's say they've been like neighbors their whole life. Are you telling him he has to stop being friends with her? No, I I really do think if it is something that's like more of a reoccurring issue or where I feel if there's any like inkling or vibe or any type of like situation where they're together where I feel a little bit like like a third wheel or uncomfortable, I think I would vocalize that first because I'm like someone who's very big on communication and that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is like miscommunication so I feel like or I hope crossing my fingers that for my first relationship it would be like a good if you know if it were to break up that's so bad to say like before I even got into one but like if it were to end it would be like a really good one because it will be on like respectful like terms on both ends um but I I don't know I would not from the get-go be like you're done like I would not say that (laughs) at all (laughs) um And I would also try my hardest to even like befriend his friend so that, you know, we can all hang out together and not feel uncomfortable. Um, But yeah, that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm very like, I don't understand like when the girlfriend like has to dictate 
or like make rules about like their boyfriend I'm not that kind of person like oh you can't go out or like you can't hang out with xyz friends like I don't like that I think you should be able to do what you want as long as like your partner's in the loop or like everyone's on the same page yeah I hear you I think from what it sounds like it really stems down to like is the third party the third party being you know the not childhood friend the Mm -hmm. girlfriend or the boyfriend in the situation um if they feel threatened or not you know and if let's say i am the one with the best friend who's a girl if Mm -hmm. i'm attracted to her or not or she's attracted to me or not you know like i think that's Mm -hmm. really when it doesn't work like if there is some kind of like physical attraction there yeah then like i think you know the the girlfriend or boyfriend is always going to be wondering like, well, why didn't they ever hook up? Or like, has there been something in the past? Or it's like, Mm -hmm. are they just like putting each other on hold, you know? And I think that's when a lot of doubts can arise. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if there isn't any like, and this is probably my shallowness coming out, but if there isn't any like physical attraction, then I really don't think it's an issue, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like being attracted to the other party is like, one of the biggest factors and my cousin is a prime example like she has a good amount of guy friends and every single one of them has liked her sometime throughout high school middle school or um college but never in a way where like her boyfriend would have to worry about them like kind of swooping in and like stealing her or anything but also I would want to make sure that I feel like super secure in my relationship where I don't have to worry about somebody else or like I trust my boyfriend enough to know that nothing would actually happen that kind of scenario yeah I hear you I I, I think I'm kind of the same in the sense that like like I've been in on both sides of the situation but in the side where like a girl I was dating had a guy friend and there was like some previous history or attraction whatever like I also don't really like controlling like Mm -hmm. another person whether it's my friend or an especially like a significant other like I don't ever want to place rules on them like I want us to be able to love each other freely and it doesn't make me feel good to tell them like they can't do something like to limit them because that's something I value so much you know personally and so I would never want to take that away from someone um that being said like I do also like appreciate when they go out of their way to do things to make me feel more secure you know like Mm -hmm. not like where they would go out of their way to maybe try to reassure me or Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, you know, not like kind of what you were saying earlier, not make me feel like a third wheel in situations where it's the three of us together. Right. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You mentioned that in the first episode yeah. too. Yeah. I think so, got, yeah. Oh, oh, no, I was, I was just saying like, if someone, you know, if Nate's future girlfriend is listening, like take notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it kind of sounds like we're saying that they can have, you know, a friend of the opposite sex, it just makes things a little bit harder, a little bit more complicated. And mm-hmm. you just have to be a little bit more sensitive to your partner. Exactly. Yes. Well said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the next thing we kind of wanted to talk about, um, can you be friends with an ex, which is kind of like another next level thing on this. Mahi, why don't you start? So I've never, <laughs> again, been in a relationship. Um, but before I encountered friends who had troubles with their boyfriend's ex, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think that's a problem. And all my friends were like, are you fucking crazy? Like, how can you allow <laughs> your boyfriend to be friends with their ex? And I was like, again, for someone who's really big on communication and like being secure, I think it came from like my mental state of like or like just thinking I would be 
like that when I get into a relationship. But oh, geez, I think over the past two, three years, I have had so many friends with problems and their exes. And my answer for this one will be a big fat no. You cannot be friends with an ex. Um, But I, I will say no in the sense of you can't be friends with an ex while you're in a relationship. Only because, one, it just, like, proposes so many different questions. Like, one, why are you still talking to this ex who's, like, in the past? You know, like, that's not something that you should bring into your current relationship. And two, like, how did it end with your ex, you know, was it a bad breakup or was like, you know, did she cheat on you? And then it was kind of like an open-ended breakup. It just like creates this huge or like opens up like Pandora's box. And I, I just don't see like a valid reason. I I mean, like, you know, for the listeners, if you think the opposite of me, like I would love to know like why you would want to keep up with the next. Cause I feel like it's just kind of like irrelevant because you guys are, you've moved on and you're on the next chapter with like someone new, but in the sense of like, if you weren't in a relationship, I kind of think that just like depends on you, you know, like, are you friends with your ex because of the, you know, being comfortable with them from the past, you know, where you were you previously friends with your ex and the romantic side has ended, but you guys can still keep up as friends. Um, so I think that just depends on the person. So for in the sense of like, if you're out of a relationship, can you be friends with the ex? I think sure, why not? But then I think you just really need to have like a good grip on reality and yourself to make sure that you're not falling back into you know old ways with your partner when things were good and kind of like confusing that with like your new newly formed dynamic of the friendship so yeah but go Nate I would love to hear your opinions on both of those so um I just want to say first I think that was really well said and I really agree with everything you said yeah um I think we're kind of on a similar page Mm -hmm. I think um I do agree I think you can't really be in a relationship and also be friends with your ex I think if you are gonna like hold on to that friendship with an ex you're kind of shutting yourself off to a lot of people who are not going to be okay with it right you cannot blame them for not being okay with it. You know, like we are all tolerate, we like, we all tolerate like what we can and those who don't, you can't make them feel insecure. You can't mm-hmm. like tell them that they should be okay with it or blame them. I mean, some people have their own history and like will feel uncomfortable with being with you being friends with an ex and you have to kind of understand that by holding on to that friendship, you are sacrificing something else. Oh, um, yes. And I think if you are going to be friends with an ex it really can't be right after the relationship ended mm-hmm. like I don't think it helps you move on I kind of feel like in life you have to like learn to let things go and to move on and it just helps to just like what's the word do it cold turkey you know like mm-hmm. by holding on to the friendship you're kind of like making the breakup last longer than it needs to last and you're you know holding yourself back from moving on um, mm-hmm. I think if you guys return to each other years down the line um and decide you want to be friends in like a limited capacity i think it's possible and like this is coming from somebody who is really close to an ex and it's just like i have like witnessed a lot of the difficulties that come with it you know and like even emotionally speaking like it's hard like what you said now he not to fall into that like level of comfort where it's like we're kind of mm-hmm. going back into the old ways especially when things are going well um and kind of like tricking yourself into thinking like, oh yeah, it's like the same, you know, when it's yeah. not. Yeah. So I agree. Um, I 
generally don't think it's a good idea um, to be friends with an ex. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but cool. uh, like you said, who knows? Like further down the road, if something were to happen, then it were to happen. That just like made me think of the drama that Nate and I were watching a couple months ago um, called Our Beloved Summer. It's on Netflix <laughs> and it's such a good Korean drama. Um, and it's like similar premise. Like these two were like best friends and then they became a couple like in high school and then they, they a- were hated enemies and then became a couple all right so lovers enemies to lovers my favorite trope um and then they had a really bad breakup and then you know a couple of years later um they had time apart and i think that's like a really good example of like having time apart and growing and you know when you give it another shot you're not the same person that you were as it was the new Harry Styles single, please stream it. Apple Music, Spotify, <laughs> YouTube TV. I don't discriminate. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that was a that was a good um, that was a good little discussion. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Also, I like that point you made. Like, um, you coming back as like different people, you know? Because like mm-hmm. that also kind of goes to like not being friends right after a breakup because you're still the same people and it didn't right. work, you know. But if you come back as different people, maybe there's something different. Exactly. Yeah, cool. So the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about, um, and when I put this in our like shared notes, Nahi was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But um, because I just wrote sex versus vulnerability in our little notes for the uh, like episode. And Nahi was like, what are you talking about? But what I wanted to mention was that I feel like men and women when dating um, offer up different forms of intimacy more readily and what i mean by that is like guys are much more willing to sleep and give physical intimacy than mm-hmm. they are like emotional vulnerability whereas women are much the opposite like i feel like women there's been a lot of dates where i've been like on a first date with a woman just meeting her and she's telling me about her romantic past like her last ex you know and like everything that went wrong everything went right and i'm thinking to myself like red flag red flag like why is she telling me all this stuff like what the heck and then at the same time i've been in relationships where we hooked up on the first date and then the girl has told me like i just thought you were trying to like hook up i didn't think this would go anywhere you know and it's just interesting how men and women are much more I don't know, willing to offer different kinds of intimacy because both are, you know, um, just like in different ways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to be clear, I was only confused <laughs> about the notes because, okay, I saw the word sex and I'm like, girl, I am more of a virgin than Mary herself. So I was <laughs> like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? I was like, I have no experience. Like, I don't, I don't know. But I, mean, I, okay, I understand where you're coming from now, but I actually wanted to follow up. So, when you were saying like you're on a date and she was talking about like her past and stuff and you're like red flag, like why, why is that a red flag? Um, I was thinking like, dude, you just met me. Like you don't even know who I am. I could be some fucking creep and you're just giving me all this personal information. You haven't really sussed me out. Like we literally just met 10 minutes ago and it's like, I don't know if you need a therapist or like what is going on, oh but God. like this is not first date conversation. That's what oh, I was I see, thinking I in my mind. Okay. You know, yeah. I think looking back now, I'm understanding that she is trying to offer a connection by sharing all this stuff. Um, but yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's a reason why like men can't be like emotionally vulnerable? Yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> I think like our society kind of conditions it that way. And I, Um, whether or not we are in like this new era of masculinity where we support, um, like emotional men, I still think 
um, from just like my experience, I see a lot of dynamics where it's like if a guy cries or if a guy acts weak, a lot of the women or like their partners are turned off by that. And obviously this is a very like heteronormative relationship we're talking about, but mm-hmm. like I just feel like um, from some of my friends, like when they feel see their guy acting quote unquote weak or being a little too sensitive, they get very turned off by that, you know? Mm-hmm. And Interesting. I think it discourages men to be vulnerable emotionally and to share their emotions, even with someone who is supposed to be like a trusted partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the flip side of that, like I think, you know, women who have a high body count, like Nahi, we were talking about this. I have you have some friends who have really like, um, I would say interesting thinking where they would, they're like, I would never sleep with a girl who's slept or like, I'll never be with a girl who slept with more than like, yeah. I don't know, five guys or 10 guys or whatever, you know? And it's like, completely judging a woman for um you know her sexuality and i do think it puts a lot of pressure on women to be more closed off with physical intimacy Hmm, yeah i i um oh my god i just lost my train of thought actually let me let me go off of the the friends and the body count thing yeah I, i that was like such like a terrible conversation i think out of my whole 24 years of life i'm like this really is like the worst conversation i've ever had in my life um, it was just like a bunch of like kids who were younger than me, not by much, but they were talking about like, oh, you know, like if a girl has like 10, um, like 10 bodies, as they like to say it, you know, like they would view her lesser than like a girl who only had like slept with one person. And I was like, well, what about for guys? And they're like, oh, that's different. And I'm like, how the fuck is that different? Um, and I didn't really understand like where they were coming from. And pretty much at the end of the conversation, what I got from it is they were saying like, oh, you know, girls are more like emotionally invested when they give themselves up and like have sex with somebody. And I'm like, but guys aren't. And they're like, no. So I'm like, you don't think that girls can also just like go out and just like fuck whoever they want, no strings attached. And they're like, not really. And I was like, okay, whatever. But I had to take that, you know, that conversation with a grain of salt because they were also like super like mentally immature. And, but I don't, I hate that double standard. Like I am all up for like, if you want to be promiscuous, like, go for it. Like, I feel like if I wasn't the way that I was now, like, I would be a total thought. Like, I would love to just, like, go on the apps, like, Tinder, Bumble, all of them, just be like, hey, cutie, like, let's link up. But um, my cards are a little different. But I hate that, like, um, the whole body count thing. I, I don't really think that should matter. And for me, like, as if I were to go in a relationship with a guy who has a high body count, I mean, I feel like it would make me sad only in the sense of, like, I would feel a little insecure because I'm so unexperienced, especially for me. Like, I don't even have one person to, like, compare or, um, like, what am I going to go based off? I could literally Google porn, sure, but, like, is that real? Hell no. Like, it, it's – it would make me more insecure of, like, I don't – I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to underperform? Like, what if I'm, like – what if it says the starfish on Google and I don't know how to do that kind of thing? Um, so I think for – that shouldn't matter because you're the partner that you're with. And like, hopefully if it's a really good partner, you could potentially be like their last body or whatever. Um, Oh, but I remember I was trying to say it was um, for people listening. Like I, I'm not one of those girls who think like, or who get turned off when men are, um, are emotional or like in touch with their feminine side. Like I actually really admire that. And I think that's like, I have like a happy list. It sounds so like dumb, but I have like things that like make me happy or smile. And I think like when guys like cry at something, like I remember one of my good guy friends cried because he saw like a puppy 
that was so fucking cute. It was like a little puppy golden retriever and like teared up and I was like, oh, like that's so precious. So men, definitely it's okay to be in touch with your feminine side. And I remember like Nate mentioned like a long time ago, I think you said you cried like during Twilight or something or you cried. Don't, ex- don't expose me like that. <laughs> but like when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, like slay, like we love like, well, he's also team Edward too. So that helps. But we love a guy. Wait, I'm team Jacob. Uh, um, Nahi. this is why we're not so best friends because the only team you should be on is Edward um, but yeah I just <laughs> sorry I didn't mean to expose you but yeah I just love that when you said that it like made my heart warm that's all thank you um, I like what you said too earlier about maybe not like like isn't the best word but I think it's a great point bringing up how you do feel a little insecure about when you do find somebody that you want to be physically intimate with like mm-hmm. you're not going to feel if you're red or not like personally I don't really care about like body counts like my own or um, like my partners like I know some people who keep like an excel spreadsheet of everyone they've slept with I don't know if I could actually oh, I probably yeah and so like they know exactly how many people they've slept with I don't know if I could exactly count it out i could probably get a rough estimate but i do acknowledge like the privilege i have in like having and being able to like explore my sexuality very Mm -hmm. freely with like various partners and not feel like um what's the word like using up my body or like you know bringing down my social like value by sleeping Mm -hmm. with other people and I'm not going to say that like every experience was a great one, but like I am also glad that like I kind of do have an S like an idea of like what I like, what I don't like. I do feel comfortable in the bedroom, you know, and I'm not going in there thinking like, what am I doing? What is going on? Like, I do remember my first time like ever having sex. I was sweating bullets. I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is happening. (laughs) And like, I just was like not able to like perform because I was just so fucking nervous, but Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I do think like I am grateful for that privilege that like I was able to, you know, be a slut or whatever. Yeah, not not that I am one. I'm we love sluts in the most underogatory way, but no, see, like, that, that's <laughs> awesome. Like you learn so much about yourself, and I think that's just the most important. So slay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um on the other side, like talking about women and their emotional intimacy. Like, I think that's something that, like, a lot of women, though, have the privilege of, like, what's the word, developing in their early years. You know, I think, like, among my women friends and my sister, they're so supportive, you know. It's just, Mm -hmm. like, if I ever come to them with an issue, I know I'm just going to get somebody to vent to. Whereas, like, if you tell a guy an issue, they're, like, they're already in fixing mode. What can I do? What can I do? And it's, like, if you just tell them I want to vent, they get frustrated and now they're upset. Because they're like, why are you telling me this if Mm -hmm. you don't want to do anything about it? And I feel like women are so much more emotionally intelligent in that sense where they're able to hear somebody, listen to somebody, and make them feel heard, you know? Mm -hmm. And validate them for any emotions that they're feeling. Oh, yeah. I'm really big on that. I learned that from one of my really good friends um, or a friend whose name is Jackson. That's his like trademark. It's like you're validated in how you feel, um, but you're only validated unless I think you're validated. Because then sometimes it doesn't <laughs> help in like my arguments with people. Um, but yeah, my mom always used to say in the past, like sometimes it's not about like how or what you have to fix, but you just have to listen and then support. You know, even if you don't agree with it, or even if you just like just any circumstances. Like sometimes you just need to. Lend it ear. 
yeah. and a hug. Yeah. I think we all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. I think that's it for the podcast episode. Those are all the points we kind of wanted to hit for this week. And Ahi, was there anything else you wanted to like address before we close things out? No. But again, I'm single. Like, hit me <laughs> up if you want to teach Nahi, me Nahi, what's your things? Instagram? Let it's the boys nah. DM you. He, he, he. I know that's really dumb. Someone gave me that nickname in like sixth grade. It's N-A-H-E-H-E-H-E. Hit me up. Cool. Cool. And I'm at anchovies on Instagram. It's spelled like anchovies, but without the A. Um, and that's episode two for everybody. Yes. Um, thanks for listening. Bye. Love you guys.